Do you struggle with how to celebrate Christmas appropriately on your job? Well, if so, you'll want to stay tuned for another Fran and Jesus story here on The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman. I'm Julie Bastide, and in today's episode, Fran has to determine how she's going to deal with some really unchristian ways of celebrating Christmas. You may be faced with the same kind of decision, so I invite you to stay tuned. You know, Julie, Christmas has become so secularized that it's sometimes hard to remember that we're supposed to be celebrating the birthday of Jesus mm. Christ. So I think it's really important that as Christ followers, we make it clear that we celebrate Jesus at Christmas, and He is the reason for the season. It's so true, Mary. It seems like every year there's another onslaught waged against the real reason for Christmas. Yes, and some employees have been told not to say Merry Christmas, but instead use the phrase Happy Holidays. You know, we just need to be sure we never lose sight of the reason for Christmas and do what we can to take the focus back to Jesus. Mm, And that's what Fran's up against this week. So we're ready to hear what happens. Well, these Fran and Jesus stories have caught on. It seems we learn best from stories, so that's why I continue to use this story form method. In this episode, Fran has to face a touchy situation. She arrives at work on a cool November morning, and as she gets settled in for her work, Marilyn, her boss, walks in. Fran, Human Resources is planning the Christmas party for the office, and they asked me to send a representative from our department. I'd like you to go to this meeting today and put your two cents in for us, okay? Marilyn says... Well, Fran's head is swimming as she tries to respond. She remembers the party from last year. She left after being there less than an hour because the drinking and noise and conversation were just not acceptable. She certainly doesn't want to be involved in that kind of activity, but Marilyn seems to be telling rather than asking. Fran stammers a bit and says, Well, I've got a a really heavy workload right now, Marilyn. uh, Yeah, I know we're all busy, but somebody has to do it, and I think you'll do a good job. So show up to day at one o'clock in the conference room, and with that, Marilyn walks out. Oh, Fran says with weariness, what am I going to do about this? I remember the awful party we had last year. It was the next thing to X-rated. What am I going to do? Fran has learned at moments like this to simply stop and pray. Lord, she says, I need wisdom and insight to know how to handle this assignment. I didn't ask for it. I don't want it, but it appears I have it, so please let me know how you think about this issue. Fran begins to think about last year's party. Why was it such an awful party? Well, it was because Bill from accounting was in charge of it, and he's a real party animal, Fran thinks to herself. Maybe if someone else was in charge of it, it could take a different turn. But not me, Lord, Fran thinks. Not me. I don't need this. I've got plenty to do. Not me. Please, Lord. But she can't ignore the tug she feels inside her head, and she can't get the idea out of her head. Lord, are you suggesting I should get involved in planning this party? I'll have to compromise my standards and beliefs if I do that. As so often happens with Fran when she seeks the Lord for wisdom, he then plants questions and ideas in her mind. She has a question and answer period with herself. What standards would you have to compromise, Fran? Well, for example, serving drinks. That's the major thing they do at these parties, drink. And I don't want to be associated with anything that promotes this kind of excessive drinking, Fran says. Have you ever thought that maybe you could influence them not to serve alcoholic beverages? Not serve alcoholic beverages at the Christmas party? Fran responds with a laugh. Jesus, you just don't understand these parties. They would laugh me out of the room if I suggested that. Of course, Fran says with a laugh, you do understand the parties because you understand everything. 
Fran stops and thinks about what she said. Again, God's spirit in her has reminded her that Jesus is all-knowing. Occasionally, she gets caught in the trap of thinking that there are some parts of her life that are unfamiliar to Jesus or out of his control. She's stunned for a moment as she digests the knowledge that Jesus knows about Christmas parties. I'm sorry, Lord, she says quietly. I didn't mean you don't understand. It's just that these people equate Christmas parties with drinking. But I guess you know that too, huh? Yes, but where is it written that it has to be that way this year? Jesus says to her, God's Spirit is making her think beyond the obvious and see things through his perspective. It's just one of those traditions, Fran replies, but maybe it's time to start a new tradition. Like like what, Lord? Are you suggesting we have a religious service or have a manger scene or something? You know they would never go for that, Fran says. Then she begins to think of what Christmas celebrations mean to her. Family time, the children having fun, families getting together, stuff like that, Fran thinks out loud. I wonder if there would be any way to get them to have a family focus for the party this year. Maybe bring the kids and have gifts? Her mind starts working. Jesus, she says, if you could have a party for children, it would be natural to suggest that only soft drinks and punch be served, and then we could plan fun things for the kids. This idea is from you, Lord. Thanks for putting the idea in my mind, she says to him. Then she remembers the verse that says she has the mind of Christ because she belongs to Christ. I guess I just have to learn to let your mind in me control my thinking more completely, Fran reasons. To think that I have the mind of Christ in me. I'm sorry, Lord, but I just blow a fuse when I try to comprehend what that means. It's too much. Well, how does this relate to the Christmas party? Fran begins to think, I had an idea, and now I have this opportunity to influence the decision. It must mean that I'm supposed to go to this meeting and let my voice be heard. Thanks, Jesus, she says, and with that, she gets back to her work. At lunch, she talks with her friend Louise about this meeting. Louise is a believer, and they meet once a week to pray for the company. Louise encourages her, friend, give it a try. Maybe they'll listen to you, and it looks like God's given you this opportunity to try to change the Christmas party tradition around here. Okay, Louise, Fran says, I'll stick my neck out, but you need to pray for me while I'm in this meeting. You know the enemy is going to fight me on this. I'll need prayer. No problem, Louise says. At one o'clock, I'll take a break to pray for you. Fran gets back to her office just a few minutes before the scheduled meeting, And quickly she prays, Lord, please give me wisdom as I go into this meeting. As she leaves for the meeting, she's very aware of the presence of Jesus with her. She prays again, I hope I can keep my cool at this meeting because there will surely be some people who will be very upset at the idea of giving up their free drinking party this Christmas. And I really can't stand Bill. I'm liable to say something abrupt to him. So, Lord, please help me. The director of human resources begins the meeting by explaining that they always form a committee each year with a representative from each department to plan and execute the party within the budget. And the first thing they need to do is select a chairperson for the committee. Who would like to volunteer for that position, he asks. The room gets quiet. Bill squirms in his seat, looking like he's getting ready to say something, when the quiet inner voice of God's spirit says to Fran, volunteer. Volunteer to be a chairperson? Lord, I don't need that hassle, Fran replies. Volunteer. 
She hears the instructions again. Fran is so uncomfortable she doesn't know what to do, but she knows Jesus has spoken to her. And before she realizes what's happening, she hears herself saying, well, I'd be glad to volunteer for that position. The director seems pleased. Fran, that's great. The job is yours. Bill gives her a heavy look. He obviously was planning to get the job again himself, and Fran has beat him to it. After some introductory remarks, the director leaves and turns the meeting over to Fran, whose job is to plan the party, make assignments, and she can feel the palms of her hands getting sweaty. Her heart starts beating faster. Well, I was thinking that it might be a good idea to have a different kind of party this year, one that would include all our families, because all of us think of Christmas as family time, right? Fran says with a smile. A few in the room smile back. Most of them sit there as if struck by lightning. What do you mean a, a family party, Bill asked, obviously irritated. We always bring our spouses and significant others, so it is a family party. Oh, right, but I mean the kids, friend continues. For instance, we could have gifts under the tree for the kids, have a Santa there to distribute the gifts, have some games for kids of all ages and prizes for the winners, have food they like to eat, and invite the employees to bring the kids and grandparents. You know, a real family affair. Hey, Fran, I like that idea, Elizabeth from Customer Service says. You know, the party has gotten rather dull lately. Same old thing. This would be fun to get to meet everyone's kids and have a real kids party. Several others chime in with their support, except, of course, Bill. What's wrong with the party we had last year? I thought it was fun. We have enough things for the kids at Christmas. We need something just for adults. Besides, not everyone has kids. What about those people? Well, you know, that's a good point, Fran says to Bill. We'd have to be creative to plan it in such a way that we would not exclude anyone. But I think we could do that, don't you, Bill? No way, he responds. I don't want a bunch of little kids running around at the Christmas party. I want to have some laughs and drinks. That's what a Christmas party's supposed to be. The room gets quiet. Bill intimidates everyone with his opinions and Suddenly, the support Fran had from the others seems to have dwindled. She feels like she's out on a limb all by herself. What I do now, Lord, she asks in desperation while she's frantically trying to think. Then Bill continues. Besides, you don't want to have little kids around the bar where people are drinking. Mothers wouldn't like that. Fran looks around the room to see how the others are reacting. They aren't making a move. She looks at Bill, who has the look of victory on his face. Don't give up now, Fran, God's spirit whispers to her. Just because it's tough, don't cave in without a fight. I don't want to fight, Lord, she says. But now I've got myself into this mess of being the chairperson and I don't have many options. Then she remembers that she didn't get herself into this. She was led here. She truly believes the Lord intended for her to take this position, so she determines to continue to obey him. Reminded she's here for a purpose, Fran bolsters her courage, looks Bill square in the eyes, and says, I realize that for a family party, it would not be appropriate to have a bar and alcoholic beverages, so we wouldn't have that at this party. Just real good punch and soft drinks that the kids like, Fran says with assertiveness. Bill gets up from his seat and starts pacing. Are you telling me you want a Christmas party without booze? I don't believe you, Fran. Nobody would come. Well, let's see if you're right, Bill. Fran turns to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, would you bring your family to a party planned around them, even though there wouldn't be any drinks? 
Oh, sure, Elizabeth replies. Friend feels encouraged. She turns to John. How about you, John? He's somewhat reluctant as Bill gives him an intimidating stare, but finally says, "Uh, I guess my wife would like it. She told me last year she wouldn't go to the party this year because because it was too, I, I guess it was too noisy for her or something. Too noisy, Bill gets more upset. What's wrong with last year's party? It was fun. He turns to Lynn. Didn't you like the party, Lynn? Well, to tell you the truth, Lynn replies, I'd like to see a change. My little boy is four now, and he'd love a kid's party. Besides, Bill, don't you remember all the trouble we had last year getting people home? So many were drunk they couldn't drive. We had to call Uber for several people, and some of them got real nasty. It wasn't a pretty scene at the end there. I don't believe you people, Bill storms. Well, if you want to have this namby-pamby party, just count me out. You let Fran walk in here and put her Sunday school ideas on you, and you all fall for it. This is not church, Fran. It's business, and you're the chairperson, so it's all yours. I'm out of here. And with that, Bill stalks out. Well, what's going to happen to Fran's great idea for a Christmas party? Did she do the right thing to jump in and volunteer to head it up? Right now, she's beginning to wonder if Jesus really spoke to her or not. Maybe you've been in situations like that before. You'll have to tune in next week to see what happens with Fran's Christmas party idea. You know, there are several things you can do on your job to bring the true meaning of Christmas back. And I just want to encourage you to get creative and think of things you can do to change the direction of Christmas parties where you work. And tune in next week to see how Fran handles this predicament. Well, these stories of Fran and Jesus on the job have proven to be very popular. And I'm sure you'll want to tune in again next week to find out what happens in Fran's life this time. Seems like she's made an enemy of Bill and he might turn out to be quite a problem. Yeah, that's true, Julie. You know, sometimes standing up for what you believe can be costly. So we'll have to see if Fran handled this right or not next week. Right. So remember to tune in next week to hear the conclusion of this episode of Fran and Jesus. Now I'm Julie Bustede saying goodbye for Mary Loman and The Christian Working Woman. 